0: Uh, I'm gonna be vulnerable with you for a moment, uh, a marriage moment. Uh, Heather isn't here, so I you know, I, I can't get in too much trouble. She can't shut me down. But uh, uh, I have in the past made a joke that either you think is really funny or you are offended by it. All right? So I've come to find out I've offended some people with this joke, but, okay, uh, it's a good lead in, right? Uh, but but right before we get there, uh, how many of you in the room, uh, feel like you're a good listener you're a good listener all right all right those of you at home I see your hands good listener. Uh, how many of you feel like you're a good talker? like okay, that you express yourself in a in a in a in a good way so, all right there's a handful that's good deal good deal so married um, uh, marriage marriage husbands and wives in the room or if your husband's not here or your wife's not here, then you get to uh, you get to uh, you know do whatever you want to do with this raise your hand wives if your husband is a good listener there's four four good listeners in the room that's good um (laughs) uh okay so uh how many of you uh say your husbands are uh are are a good talker they like to talk it out a lot all right there we go there you go there you go we got some good listeners and good talkers in here um So, those that are good listeners, they follow all, everything you say, when you say it one time, they do it the first time, right? No? Okay, all right, here we go. The hands would have went down at that point, but uh, the joke that I have been known to tell is this, that as husbands, our hearing is connected to our ring, right? You put on the ring, and instantly we get selective hearing hearing from our wife's voice. I, I actually don't think that that's too far from the truth. Um, no, it is. Uh and obviously everybody's more offended about that joke than they think it's funny. So, um, but but the opposite of that is actually true. It is a myth, it isn't connected to our ring, but the truth is for most of us when it comes to relationships in our lives, when it comes to uh and it can be it really it doesn't even have to be marriage. It can be coworker relationships, it can be long-term friendships, it can be family, it can be best friends, it can be coworkers. Uh, in-laws, it can be neighbors if you've been in a in in a living situation for a long period of time. But um, truth is that as you're exposed to those relationships and you're interactive with those relationships, um, you're around those people. Um, you can recognize their voice. right? Have you ever been, I mean, you know, the water cooler talk at work where you're having a conversation with somebody, uh, maybe even about somebody, and you hear the them coming? And you're like, oh, they're coming. You recognize their voice. There's, there's an opportunity to recognize their voice. Um, how many of you would say that you, you, can, you do a good job at recognizing people's voice? That's where maybe you recognize people. How many of you are face people? Like you can see, oh, I know that person from someplace, right? Like I've seen that person before. And then nowadays we're all wearing masks. So I've seen that mask before. Um, but no. Um, but we do it with songs. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of my kids' songs that they listen to. And when a song comes on, I'm starting to be like, ah, oh, that's T. Swifty. That's, that's my girl, Taylor Swift. you know? Like, Or that's Olivia Rodrigo's a big play at our house. Or uh, Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. Ed Sheeran, 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 Sheeran. Sheeran, Sheeran. Um, he's got a really recognizable voice. And even when he's like featured in a song, I'm like, hey, that's that Ed guy, right? Um, Anyways, but uh, but that's what I want to talk about this morning That's what that's what I want to introduce for us this morning. Uh, We've been in this series of with uh, looking at this idea of being with God um, and All through Christmas leading up and then Josh last week talked to us about the idea of actually allowing Making the decision to be with God like God's with us. He's step down from earth, step down to earth, to be with us as a, as a step towards us. But actually, we've got the decision to make as to whether or not we are with God. And I, I think Josh uh, hit, it on, hit the nail on the head because that's a great question for us to ask, especially as we head into this new year. Are you with God? And I believe one of the biggest answers, one of the biggest, uh, to that big question, one of the biggest questions we have in that is how we, or how um, how do we recognize God in our life? Like, how can we recognize, maybe it's his voice, his presence, his, you know, how can we recognize God in our life? And the truth is, as much as it is a joke, uh, Heather and I have been married. We've been married 19 in a little over a half year, so this year we're going to celebrate our, 20th wedding anniversary Thank you um, And over that time I've come to be able to recognize Heather's voice more so than I did Year one or year three or five or ten Right uh, But, now, mind you Even though I might recognize Heather's voice more uh, I always listen to her, right I always do everything she asks of me No, I don't al- I don't always Listen and I for sure don't always understand uh, what she's trying to tell me. And if you're in any sort of relationship, whether it's marriage or friendship or whatever, that is, can often be the case. that we don't always recognize what is being said. We don't always understand. Uh, now, for me, it's gotten easier over the last 20 years, right? It's gotten easier in time for me to do that. Not easy, but easy-er. And I re- really, really, truly believe that our relationship with God is that same way. That our relationship with God is that same way, that in time it gets easier for us to recognize that he's there, for us to recognize his voice, for us to hear his voice and, and know what it is that he's trying to tell us or where he's trying to lead us, right? It can get easier. But let me tell you, let me um, confess to you as your pastor, um, there are still plenty of times I don't listen to God. And so if you're thinking to yourself, well, where do I fall? Do I always listen to God? Know that you're in good company if you don't because I don't always listen to God. And and quite honestly, uh, there are A lot of times, I don't even understand what he's trying to tell me. But, like I said, over time, it begins to get easier for us to do that. And and there's things that we can do to recognize it even more and to understand it even more and to work towards getting to a place where we can recognize his voice and notice that he's there with us. But as I live out a relationship, as I get further into it, as I get further down the road in any relationship, uh, deeper in our relationships, it gets easier. But in order for that to happen, in order for growth and understanding, in order for, uh, for you to, uh, to build in a relationship with each other or with God or with others, it takes communication. It takes communication. And so um, Heather and I, over the years, have learned... Uh, we, we, you know, it's ebbed and flowed. We've learned how to communicate with each other. We've learned, and we're even learning currently, how to communicate with each other in the most effective way. I have relationships with Charles, who's running sound, and Price, who was up here singing, and Josh, who's on council. And, 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 and if, I, if I didn't have conversations and communicate with them, if I didn't talk with them on somewhat of a regular basis, the relationship would be null and void. I wouldn't have a relationship with them. They would just be people that I know and know about. God doesn't merely want us to talk about Him, or, for your case, on a Sunday morning, God doesn't merely want you to listen to me talk about Him. He wants you to engage in, and 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 for you to have that communication, for you to fester that relation, for you to build that relationship with Him. If you know. Uh, I'm a big fan of Peyton Manning, right? Uh, when he was in his heyday and winning Super Bowls and laser rocket arm quarterback, I was a big fan of Peyton Manning. I would talk all about all of his stats and all. That. Same thing when I was younger. I was a big fan of Kirby Puckett, played for the Twins. You know, like I mean, those are those are people that I was a fan of. I knew a lot about them, and I would even talk about them and 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 all that kind of stuff. But I never once have had a, uh, any sort of exchange of communication with either Peyton or Kirby, and because of that, I don't have a relationship with them, right? Jesus is that same way. Jesus doesn't want you to be a fan of his. And if we honestly are just talking about him and, uh, and, and listening to things about him and not interacting with him, we're fans of Jesus. Or not fans of Jesus, just no relationship at all, and, and 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 honestly, that can be what I call oftentimes, and and I hope that we can work towards this is the Sunday morning gap. God works with me in a way where He, it's it's amazing because if you would have known me in high school, you would have not thought that I wrote a, I would write a research paper every week on something. But you know, every week I write a research paper on an idea that God has given to me. And actually, I don't write it at all. At one time, God just was like, boom, here we go, and it just flows. And, 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 and in doing that, um, God desires for me to deliver that to you guys. And what I call the Sunday morning gap, what I'm most encouraged with is I love the encouragement. A lot of you say, man, great message. And, and, and you can say how it affected you. But the true measure of that is for us and for me, seriously is whether or not it makes it to Wednesday, whether or not it makes it to Thursday, whether or not it makes it to Friday. Uh, I even think it's a win, win if it can make it till Tuesday, right? Because that is the interaction that we need to have with God, that it does, isn't just something that is presented, you hear it, and then it's, it's gone within a day or so. Uh, or like what we've been talking about with this with is that God is with me. You know, we've done it for like six weeks now, six different messages on how God is with us, with his Holy Spirit and his promises and all that kind of stuff. But if you're like me, oftentimes I'd be like, okay, got it, God's with me. Now I'm just gonna go myself. I'm just gonna take off and do things on my own and I'm gonna go back to what I think I need to do to, uh, to succeed at uh, life. And here's, here's the heavy hitter number one for this message is that if you have communication with Christ, if you're having conversations with him, if you're, if you're allowing him to, uh, if, you, if you recognize his presence and he's there with you, I would say that you are a part of God's family. We just come out of a season of getting together with our family members, and it, it, it's probably pretty common that most everybody in this room has that family member that doesn't come to um, to gatherings anymore. Right, And because of that, you don't have a relationship with them. And I would say that if you have that communication with God, man, you have, you're part of the family and you're having that relationship with him. But if you're not in communication with God, it's hard for us to be a functioning part of the family. And that's what God desires for us. That's what I desire for each and every one of us that gathers here, to be a functioning part of God's family, to be in relationship with him. I love that you join us. I love that we have ministries and groups and all that kind of stuff, but we need to be in communication with God. Proverbs 3, 6 says this. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And so this introduces the idea of what is the outcome of the relationships that we have with God. And and it it follows this this heavy thought of this idea of am I in communication with him? That word straight in this verse is uh, yashar, which is uniformly smooth, straight, one direction, and it's the right direction. That's what that word means, that there's actually one way that Jesus wants us to live, that God desires, he's created us for, to live that way. Now, uh, what's unique about it is that what's right for me is right for me, right, is unique for me, but what's right for you is is what god desires for you can be uniquely different that it's not like everybody has the exact same life that we're going to live we all have individual gifts and ideas and blood in in uh and ways that god has worked we've all lived through different things where god's going to use those things in our lives uh to draw us closer to him and to to display his glory to other people and so it's a unique path it's it's unique to each one of us but there's one direction And that direction is in step and in communication in relationship with Christ. Uh, And what's produced of that is what we looked at in the the with series. God's promises that he's with us, that he's going to care for you, that he's going to guide you, that he's going to direct you, that he's going to provide for you. All those things that we've looked at. And that produces two questions that I really want us to ask ourselves this morning. uh, And that being... Uh, One, how do I recognize God's voice? How do I recognize his presence? And then that leads to, do I want to recognize his voice? Do I desire to live that life? Is that what I want in my life? Because we have to actually make that decision before we even really enter into that relationship with him. Is that what I desire? The promises of God and what he says about me and to me leads into that foundationally what we believe here at uh, ctk sudden valley is that god's word is truth that what's written in this bible is truth that there's no deviation from it there's nothing to add to it that this is god's answers to life and I think if we're honest with us, there's many things in our lives that call our attention, that call our allegiance, that call us to give credit, that sense uh, uh, that, we want to, that we end up giving our lives to. Uh, and next week, we'll actually get into more of those. My buddy Logan's coming out, and he's going to talk about some of the things that we listen to other than God. But, um, but there's a lot of those things that can be—this week, we're going to focus on, on recognizing that, recognizing the truth, recognizing his voice, because it's in here— it's in here, in voice, and then, and then how we even uh, practice and recognize it even better, discerning him in our lives. Uh, God's word has been around from the beginning. Um, God actually tells us that his word is truth and that it never changes, that his truths are truth, that they don't change, that they don't change over time. Um, and what is true today will be true tomorrow and was true yesterday, was true a thousand years ago and a thousand years from now. That same truth that's written in the Bible is God's truth and it doesn't change. God, God isn't an emotionally driven God. God, is, God, doesn't, God isn't a father like me that when you, uh, when, meaning when, like, when you communicate with I'm going I'm to say, I wrote people in here, but it's it's really an example of me. Uh, that you have a relationship that I tend to allow my emotions to depict, uh, my actions, uh, and, and, uh, and and then I react in that way. God does not act that way. God isn't re- emotionally driven, um, and, 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 and honestly, uh, he doesn't operate like I do, where my family gets both the best and the worst of me. You've heard me talk about that before, probably and it's and it's probably true in your life like your family the closest people to you get both the best and the worst of you because that's where that's how we operate that's we we I don't know if it's like a comfort thing or but we operate that way god doesn't operate that way god does not operate in that way and he isn't a disapproving dad that that, that like me that oh, I better go talk to mom dad's in a bad mood like that's not god god doesn't fluctuate that way. He desires for you to come to him and and he's going to give you what's best for you. He wrote his answers in this book. He wrote his answers in the Bible, the answers to life and he'll never, ever, ever tell you to ignore them. Well, ignore this thing that I wrote in the Bible. Or he'll never contradict his word. What's written in the Bible, he won't go back on and be like, I was just kidding. Like, it's in there and it's truth and it's for us. So in recognizing uh, uh, if what we are hearing or what we are seeming to hear, the, the direction uh, you're being led in your life, the ideas that have uh, maybe popped in your head over time, uh, the ideas that you think are like the best ideas and, and the direction you want to go, um, know that it is, if it is in, to know that it is in a conversation that God is leading or that he isn't leading, you have to ask yourself, if it lines up with scripture, if it lines up with God's truth and what he's written in his Bible about you and about life in general, you have to ask yourself those questions. In Luke 21, it says, heaven and earth will pass, this just, just, this rocked my world this week, right? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So much of what we listen to in life, so much of what we uh, allow uh, ourselves to listen to, um, so much of what we think is from God, not. So much of what we think in life is temporary. It's, it's temporal, it's not eternal. Much of what we hear and see on this earth is dated, um, it's ever changing, not never changing. Truth is, God's word does not go out of date. Science. Science is founded on the idea of advancement. Everything's always changing. Technology is always changing. Culture is always changing. Fads and what's popular is always ever changing. <laughs> and, and, and do you hear what God says in this? My, the heavens and the earth... I can't even fathom that the earth is temporary. It's so hard to fathom that this earth is temporary, because this is all I know, right? It's so hard to fathom that heaven, where we'll eventually be together, is temporary. Christ says, heaven and earth are temporary. My word is everlasting. My truth is everlasting. God's word doesn't change. So if you ask yourself, what does the Bible say? Does it line up? Does, does, does the things I'm hearing, the things I'm desiring, does it, the direction I'm going, does it line up with the Bible? Or I, do I just dismiss God's truth in my life and, and, and live it out in my own way? God's word doesn't change. Truth doesn't change. We all know. We all know over the last two years how long opinions last, Right? I mean, there's been a lot of opinions on a lot of things that have fluctuated all over the place over these last two years. We all know that opinions change, but God's truth doesn't, right? New ideas, new principles, new cultural norms, new ways of life. And i I probably even said it before, but you've, you've definitely heard, well, times have changed. Like, it isn't the same way it was 1,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago. That is False. We have not separated. The Creator, the Creator of all things, the one that has created us, is still creating today. He's still walking step in step with us in creating life, in creating the desired life and outcome that you want, that He wants for you, that you, maybe we, we wrestle with whether or not we want it, right? Right, if you think about it, think about this. Um, and I'm going to. This is totally ripped off from a sermon I listened to a couple weeks ago, so it's not my own idea. But do you remember not too long ago that uh, people thought the world was flat, right? And then they discovered that the world was round, right? The world was round all the time, whether or not you believed it was flat or not, right? That's the way God's truth works in our lives. God uh, speaks of, uh, of, of being a forgiving people. God actually commands us to forgive. Whether or not we're willing to forgive or not, forgiveness is what God desires for his people. Uh, Another one, this is kind of a cut and dry one, but another one is uh, sex outside of marriage, right? We, as a church, have taught that, ooh, you know, before marriage, sex is a bad thing. Actually, scripture tells us sex is is an amazing blessing. It is a great gift from God but it's meant for people in a marriage and relationship together. That's where God's blessings is played out with that. God tells us to love thy neighbor. How many of you love every single one of your neighbors without fail? Oh, good. I gotta take my hand down. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, But here's the deal. That is truth. God tells us to do that. And it's, and it's what God desires for us, but do we, do we do we live that out in our in our lives? And that leads to the apex of the discussion and the question that we have to ask do we want God's truth do we do we want the truth of God? It, is it even what we desire to hear on a daily basis? Is it what we desire to hear is is the truth of God Uh, and what he has for us, what he says about you, um, of what he's asking from you, is that even what you desire in all the areas of your life? Or is it like, again, I'm just playing the, the role here, is it the disapproving dad that you just want to dismiss his voice, right? That the dad that nags you and the dad that, you know, like, all he cares about is you doing the right thing. You know, like there's not that love there or whatever. Like, is that what you uh, are, 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 is that how you view God? God says to each one of us, and he means it, that we are wonderfully made. That you are unique and made with a great purpose individually for yourself. God made a way of life suited specifically for you. For how He's created you and 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 how He's uh, gifted you, and it's unique just for you. And He calls us His children, and He cares for us, and He loves us, and He says you are incredibly valuable. Whether whether you feel it or not, right now, God sees incredible value in worth in how he and what he created you for. That he's given you gifts and he's designed you and that you belong to him and that you're accepted by him. So the question is, do you want that? Do you want to feel that? Is that what you desire? I, I think that's what we desire in our human relationships. And how much greater would it be if we actually felt that from the one that created So the question is, do you want that? Are you listening to those ideas? Or or are you listening to other ideas? Self-centered ideas? Self-created ideas? Can you recognize where God is? What he is saying? And do you want to listen to it? Uh, As far as what God is, uh, there's lots of scripture to tell us who God is and what he means. Uh, James 3, verses 14 through 17 says this. But if you har- harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, uh, it, it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and self-ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. It's peace-loving. It's considerate. It's submissive. It's full of mercy in good fruit. It's impartial and it's sincere. Right? I think we can all agree that the first part of that list is not what the world needs more of. Right? Envy to get even with people. Revenge. And hurt is wrapped up in that. Jealousy and intentional actions, selfish actions is wrapped up in that. Selfish ambition, self-servedness, self-serving. It's all about me. I live for myself. Right? Or boastfulness. Boasting about how great and how much of an understanding or how, how I've got it figured out more so than somebody else. Right, I think we can all agree that the world doesn't need more of that. But, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first all pure, peace loving. It is considerate, it is submissive, it is full of mercy and good fruit, it is impartial in, it is sincere. I think that's a recipe that the world needs right now. And it's God's call for his people in in recognizing what he's about. Do you want to know that if what you are hearing is from God, you can weigh it up against that list? Right? Pure. It is faultless. It is it is it is perfect It is not imperfect peace loving right it is uh, something that we uh that that doesn't cause tension that doesn't call uh doesn't cause uh turmoil it is considerate it is considering others more so than yourself it is submissive I think we misplay this word a little bit. Submissive, submissive, submissive is more humble and teachable. It's more like, I'm going to present this open-handed. I'm going to present this. I'm not going to hold tight to it. I'm going to submit it to God. It is being submissive, full of mercy and good fruits. It's more forgiving. It is impartial. It is for everybody, and it is directly sincere uh you probably have heard the the gifts of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness generosity faithfulness gentleness and self-control i mean those are those are also things that we can take what we're hearing in our lives and measure it up to it and say is what i'm hearing from god or is it something i ate right that was a joke thanks for laughing at home nobody laughed here um but God has created us and placed us here to become more like Christ, and that is what Christ is about. His desire for us is to become more like Christ, to display Christ to others. Listen to this verse, Philippians 2, 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So as we relate to one another, we are to have the same mindset, and that is Christ. That is Christ. That list, that is uh, what is written in truth about Scripture, about who he is. Second Corinthians 10.5 says, Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Make it ob- So we have four, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as well as the non-contradiction of everything written in the Bible. But we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the teachings of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus here on earth. And, and we have that as an example. And it says here, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Make it obedient to the life that Christ lived. So is what I'm doing, what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing, what I'm desiring, does it line up with Jesus and the ministry that he lived out here on the earth? Does it measure up to Christ? I want to close with this idea of um, and sharing a quick second. So so obviously the overarching idea is measuring up to Scripture and allowing God, His Spirit, to lead us into whether it lines up with Him. But I feel uh, probably one of the greatest, and I can say this confidently, probably one of the greatest tools that God has used for me to allow Him to, for me to know that He is speaking to me, that I'm that I'm hearing His voice. One of the greatest tools used um, to hearing God's voice directly is through uh, through His people. So we've done this series on with, and we know that it is not God's design for us to be alone. Right? It is not God's God's design for us to be alone, and because of that. Uh, this is why, at least for me, and I think it can be arguably, I mean, it's, it's easily probably falls top 10 for sure, but for me, it's probably two or three, uh, but is, it is the idea of allowing God's people to, uh, to allow us to hear and, and recognize God working in our lives. Uh, and he does this in a couple ways. One way is that you learn a lesson, and because of that, I don't have to learn that lesson, so thanks for sharing right so like you've lived something out in your life and now I can benefit from that because that's your story and that's the way God has led you through that but the other way the more common way for me is God's speaking to me and then he uses someone else to tell me it again because as we learned I need to be told more than once because I'm married um no but that's truth right oftentimes we need it and I tell you what there's people in this room that have done that more times than they even know for me. And that's the design that God has for his church. That in relationship with each other and growth and development and what we like to call discipleship, where we're focused around Christ and, and, and his desire for us and God saying stuff to me, and we have conversations, and then you're like, oh, geez, all right. How did you come to that? Oh, wow, okay, God. That definitely was spoken right from them to me. Ephesians 3.10 says, His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authority in the heavenly realms. That loosely can be interpreted that God's design is for his church to to manifest, to display, and to to discern, to uh, uh, confirm to, uh, I was at a Presbyterian church for a while, second that motion, you know, like, to allow us, thanks for the laugh, Melissa. You obviously went to a traditional church at some point. Um, (laughs) To allow us to be like, ah, that's confirming. I was thinking that. I've been wrestling with that. Thank you for telling me that that's actually what God desires for me right now. That is so confirming. And, And I can probably feel a lot of you are nodding in your head, because I've said that to you before. I was like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Um, but uh, we, we, we oftentimes can have blinders, and we don't see everything. But if we surround ourselves with people that are following after Christ, that are looking for those same truths, even if we all have blinders on, we're all looking in different directions and recognizing and seeing what God has for us. And this is why we do church more than Sunday morning. And I would encourage you, if you're a Sunday morning uh, person, there's more out there for you, and there's more out there for you to see. There's more out for you there for you to experience. And it doesn't. And, and that's not saying that. I mean, there's stuff plenty outside of the walls of the proverbial walls of CTK Southern Valley. We can engage with God in, in many different ways with numerous different people from many different churches or from just our lives and our in in, in in our sphere of influence. And so it's God's desire for us, his church, to discern for each other, to speak into each other's lives and, and confirm the work that he's doing and allowing us to recognize and see who he is. And so my encouragement for us this new year as we head into it is to really look into recognizing god's voice and like i said logan next week is going to speak to us more about uh, the things we often listen to instead so i want to i want to end with this i asked you the question do you desire the truth of god do you desire to hear god's voice in your life do you desire to know and discern god And there's one thing for us that I think we struggle with the most, and it's the idea of having an open mind to the way we desire life to be. Because oftentimes we build up what we desire and then we hold on to it. And so, my prayer that I'm going to close this with is that we would have an open mind and an open heart for all that God has been doing, all that He desires to do, and all that He's done in the past, that we would be open-handed with everything. Allowing him and his truth to ring true in all of it. Will you pray with me? Ben can come forward. Lord, um, we thank you that it is your desire to have a personal relationship with each one of us. We thank you that you have uniquely created each one of us. We praise you that you have created us with uh, different giftings and ideas and and diversity lord lord as we close the service i pray for our hearts and minds to slow to this, to become clear to your presence your voice Lord, I pray for that past these final two songs that we sing on into this week. I pray for the Thursday afternoon that we would even stop Thursday afternoon and be like, okay, God, I desire to hear you. I desire to hear you. Lord, I thank you that you have surrounded each one of us with a cloud of witnesses, brothers and sisters, truth seekers, Lord. Lord, and with that, your great design is for us to be in relationship with each other and to be led into a better understanding and recognizing of who you are. And so I pray for that right now. For those that are here in the room, those that have family and friends that are following hard after you, Lord. Lord, we we praise you and thank you that those people, we welcome those people to speak into our lives so that we may Know and recognize the truth of who you are. Lord, I pray specifically that for each one of us that are gathered wherever we're gathered, that these last two songs we would hear uniquely your voice, your desire in this moment of what you want and desire for us to hear. Thank you for this morning. Your presence is welcome and is recognized. We invite you into speaking to our hearts and minds.